Hello again, and welcome to Crime in Music. I'm your host, Brian J. Kinsley, and with me as always, my friend, Ben Rupel. Hey, what's going on, Brian? Nothing much, enjoying a lovely day here just outside of Motown in Michigan. Yeah, it's pretty nice outside. I think we deserve this sort of weather after the, what, 12, 15 months of winter we had? Yes, it's been a long one out here. I remember summer last year in Michigan. I I think it was on like a Tuesday. (laughs) I think it was. Anyway, we are a true crime podcast about people in and around the music business and their misadventures in the law-breaking. We cover such topics as murder, extortion, money laundering, drugs, gangs, all sorts of fun stuff. So if you enjoy that, please stick around and, and tune in. If you're back again, thanks for coming back. If you feel like helping us out, go to iTunes.com. Give us a quick review right there. That would be immensely helpful. Doesn't matter if it's good or bad. Just iTunes wants to know you're listening to us. So we'd appreciate that. Yeah, go hit some buttons. And if you want to support us even more, feel free to help us at Patreon.com slash Crime in Music and become one of our monthly subscribers. And with that comes some fun benefits that you can read about there at Patreon. All right, cool. Well, who do we have on the docket today, Brian? Today is a fun musical artist. Um, <laughs> you you know who? We- I know who it is. I'm excited. I'm, I'm 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 locked in, man. You're familiar with Wheezy? Oh, I'm a I'm a I'm a mid forties dude who likes to listen to Little Wayne. Now it is Little Wayne, correct? Yeah, uh, yeah. When young did you money, first Young Money? When yeah. did you first listen to Little Wayne? How did you, you come on your real radar? dumb story? I really do. <laughs> I was riding a lawnmower, and I'm just like surfing through pandora and i put some dumb rap hip-hop thing on now i'm starting to get into it and i i I've, i guess i've known who little wayne was just from you know tv tmz the, the the general populace and culture right and then i started listening to a few of his songs and i'm and i'm and i'm guiltily just starting to kind of dig you know some of his some of his beats some of his lyrics they're pretty harsh you know but they were catchy and i like i've you know so here i'm a I'm a I'm a father. I'm an old man, and I was kind of sort of kept it under wraps for a while. But I, I I dig his stuff. It's fun. He's he's uh, a trendsetter. He's a, a he's closet, been doing it for a while. You're a closet little Wayne. I'm fan. a closet little Wayne fan, man. Right, well, and then and then I know we're gonna get into a lot of great stuff. And as you get to know him a little bit, I I, I it's hard not to like the guy. I'm not saying he's an angel, but he's I like I, I'm I'm a fan. Well, I'm a fan. There it is. It's on the internet. I'm a fan. That must make it real. Yeah. Uh, that's that's good. It's a good story, honestly, when I was doing research on him. We've got a story of uh, young fame, like very young fame and young talent. We've got uh, issues with guns and drugs. Uh, we've got issues over state lines. I mean, he's he's an active fellow, but we've also got some issues where him and Obama uh, are sort of together in some things. So yeah, it's yeah. a good story. All right, let's start her out. What what what's some of the first um things we have on the list? What's his early life, Brian? Well, uh, first of all, close to my own heart, uh, September twenty seventh, nineteen eighty two. He's born Dwayne Michael Carter Jr. Uh, and if you know anything about true crime stories, when you have a junior, shit's gonna get weird. Ding ding ding. <laughs> so also, uh, that's really close. He's like a day before my birthday. So oh, I like that. Oh, I yeah. Your birthday. Don't forget. (laughs) Yeah. For those who may not know, Ben has somebody whose birthday is the day after mine. Did you say, is that September 27th? September 27th. Happy birthday, honey. Yeah, exactly. She's born on the same day as Lil Wayne. Well, a couple years after Lil Wayne. Same day. Before. before, Same day. Same day. Calendar day. Wheezy? Wife? Wife Wheezy? (laughs) 
That's a Jefferson's reference. I like it. <laughs> so uh, he's born in Holly Grove neighborhood outside of New Orleans, Louisiana. And uh, he's born to, uh, I believe, I'm going to pronounce names wrong. I always do. I apologize. I get names wrong. I just learned something on the internet on Wikipedia where I said that someone's name was uh, like Ann Nee Smith, like N-E-E. That's actually just a notation in Wikipedia, meaning this is her maiden name. Oh. So I was stupid <laughs> in calling people that. Hey, we're from the Midwest. Please forgive. Yeah, I apologize. Anyway, uh, he was born uh, Dwayne Michael Carter Jr. on September 27th, 1982 to Jadica Carter, or Sita, as they would call her. And Ni- 1982? 1982. All right, so that makes him like in his uh, early, early, late 30s? Isn't he 36? 36? I Did think we so. say that? All no, right. no I, I just tell his birthday. I, don't, I, let, I make you do the math. I don't have a... I, you won't let me use my iPhone anymore. <laughs> I got to keep you focused. I can't. Oh. The cup is distracting you right now. <laughs> it's a no-win situation. Sorry, buddy. It's all right. Kids today. Uh, so anyway, Holly Grove, Louisiana. Let me tell you about that. It's located in the 17th Ward um, outside New Orleans. It's near Lakewood to the north and Dixon to the northeast. And it was a once a piece of the McCarthy Plantation, which grew out of the town of Carlton, which is a suburb of New Orleans. So it was like a big plantation before. And then in 1920, pretty much a swamp area. And then they installed these big drainage systems and um, they weren't really super effective. So, but anyway, they cleared out this old swamp area. They built up this neighborhood and um, they got about, as, as year 2000 says, there's 6,000 919 people in the neighborhood, and there's 1,118 families out. So, so this this is, does not. I'm I'm just gonna maybe draw a, a little bit of a conclusion. Not the best neighborhood, no. even back then, but maybe not the worst neighborhood either. Well, they experienced spikes in crime and poverty after uh, crack cocaine hits the streets in the 80s. So here's here's the fun fact about Holly Grove. The overall crime rate in Holly Grove is 136 percent higher than the national average. Okay, so it's a bad spot. Yeah, so for every 100,000 people, there are 19.15 daily crimes. They did not put the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air in, in, in Holly Grove. I don't think he was going to no, make that. No. That would have been tougher than Philly. You, you have a 1 in 15 chance oh, of becoming West a... Philadelphia. <laughs> Give you, it up. In Holly Grove, you have a 1 in 15 chance of becoming a victim of any crime. Just being there. Hmm. That's all right. So one strike one. <laughs> yeah, little, sorry, little sorry, ways buddy. from there. Uh, we've got a couple other people from Holly Grove. Oh, there's other notable folks from Holly Grove. Well, let's see if you know who they are. There's Johnny Adams. He's an R and B singer. Did he plant? No. Okay, he's no. not the Apple guy. No, they, he did not. Well, maybe. All right. No, go ahead. Okay, Gouda Gouda. He's a rapper. <laughs> no. All right. Feta. Well, Gouda's <laughs> better, but feta. no, Gouda's good. No, Gouda's good, but Feta's better. All right, go ahead. You're deep in this rap game, aren't you? <laughs> I know it's not a rap. Fiend, he's a rapper. I, Mac, I haven't heard of him. All right. Mac Main, you should have heard of him because I've heard of him. Mac Main? Yeah, he's right. a rapper. No. All right. Partners in Crime, they're a rap duo. Do they give high fives? I don't think so. Misdemeanor and Kango Slim, no? I think I've heard of Misdemeanor. All right. And Feral uh, Dick Duet. Now him, he's French. also well. He's also known as Houseman, but for me, it's cool because he's a singer in a band I like called Galactic. Um, well, he used to be. It's a really cool band out of. I think they're out of New Orleans, but anyway. So that's Holly Grove. That's where Little Wayne's from. So as you've deduced, not the best place to grow up. Well, I guess 
I don't want to label anything, but you said in the blank blank ward, seventeenth ward. Yeah, I don't know anybody that came from any good ward. That's probably a good point. Our, oh, our friend Jason's dad's name ward, isn't it? No. Uh, now the other thing is that his mom was only nineteen when she gave birth to him. So, and his parents divorced when he was two, and his father permanently left and abandoned the family. Permanently, well, up until this date. He's still alive, but Wayne, Wayne won't have anything to talk to him about Wayne. And that's the whole thing, is he's named Dwayne Jr., mm-hmm. and he actually dropped the D because he's little Wayne. And he's Not like, Dwayne. Correct. Oh, wow. He's like, why would I give him credit for that? That asshole left us so long ago. I don't want, I don't, no, he gets nothing from me. So he even dropped the name to call And, and I understand that because you would always feel like if your father came back after your success, Right. Gold digging. I mean, they're, just, they're not there because they loved you, because if they loved you, they would have been there at the beginning. Right. They yeah. would have stuck around regardless of fame or whatnot. I, I think there, so. there are a lot of famous people that have that same sort of a story. Maybe not the exact same story, but something very, very similar. Oh, yeah. No. Right. Right. So uh, his mom sticks around, though. So he's got, he's got his mom. Uh, she remarries a guy named Terry, and then Terry leaves. And then she meets a guy named Reginald McDonald, who they call Rabbit. Now, Rabbit is kind of important because Little Wayne considers Rabbit to be his real father, even though his biological father, you know, he's not. Rabbit's the guy who sort of raised him, taught him stuff, things like that. Okay. So uh, he and Rabbit were close. Uh, Wayne's even got a tattoo in honor of Rabbit, who was murdered before Wayne even became a star. So this guy was raising him, not even knowing that he was going to be this huge it, thing or even may, like it. He is a good guy. I mean, at least he took... A little responsibility yeah, with, a, somebody with else this is. young child right. that was around. Good. And then Good his, on him. His mom is happily remarried to her fourth husband. So Sita's getting on, and she's doing just fine. I wonder if she's hot. I, she wasn't bad. No? Pictures I saw. No, she was attractive. She looked fun as hell. Like she uh, locked you know, down bring, four. Uh, well, yeah. She, you know, she's Got bringing, something going on. Bringing something to the game. Uh, Wayne enrolls in a gifted program at Lafayette Elementary School, and he's in the drama club at Eleanor McMain Secondary School. The so, gifted program. He's smart, and he's talented. I, you, you've ever heard him just speak outright. He, he sounds a little, you know, like he's from the streets, but intelligent. I he, think does, he does sound intelligent. I would agree. No matter where you're born, what, what demographic you're in. There are people that are born idiots. There are people that are born intelligent. Your brain function. He was born in a rough spot, but he was intelligent. And I think he may have just not only dug himself out of a hole, but pulled himself up out of that hole. And now he's doing, he's doing well. You can't be as successful as he is without having a little bit of brain. No, you got to be smart, man. I mean, he probably he... made a few mistakes along the way, and we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... He's, he's got his, uh, his gifted program. He goes to McMain in the early 90s for about two years. Then he moves to uh, Marion Abramson Senior High School. And then finally, he, he drops out. I think he drops out at like 14. Is he's going to go become a musician, a rapper. Was he, was he hitting the, I mean, was he involved in any nefarious stuff during that time when he was young? I mean, was he in, I mean, he would run in the streets. Was he? Well, not yet. Well, here's the thing. All right, so I mean, that's pretty young still. Where <laughs> where you're making decisions to want to be a a, a musician to leave oh. school, leave your education, right, right. So, Maybe he was just very gifted because he does bust a few bad uh, some very hardcore rhymes. Well, 1990, he writes his first rap song at the age of eight, 
And uh, and then 1991, he meets a guy named Brian Williams, and he is a rapper and owner of Cash Money Records. So Wayne records some freestyle raps on Williams' answering machine. Like, he would call him up and be like, hey, man, I'm eight or nine, and I got these sweet raps, and he'd leave them on the guy's answering machine. And <laughs> he's like, just, the guy's finally like, all right, you know what, come on, man. He's like, I will mentor you. I got a turtle. It's blue. <laughs> I like turtles. Uh, and so... He puts him on some cash money distributed songs, you know, at like eight or nine years old. At eight or nine. He, when he busted on the scene, I mean, before I ever knew who he was, I'm like, who's this kid? Yeah, was he a real. celebrity's son? No. No, he's not. So his career's uh, kicking along. 1992, he records his first collaboration album, True Story, with the rapper BG. And uh, at the time, Wayne was 11 and BG was 14. And they were billed as the BGs with a Z. And ah, remember ah. the Z, because that's on every single album they do's. Oh, they do's? Uh, it's in my brain now, man. It's everywhere with the Z. That do's with a Z. Do's with a Z. Yeah. I was in a band called Twenty One Days with a Z. <laughs> that makes it cool. Damn it, Z's are cool. Uh, all right, 1993. He's still going to school, so he plays a uh, Tin Man in his middle school drama club's production of The Wiz. Which, have you ever seen that? It's like Michael Jackson. Is that a whiz with a Z? It is a whiz with a Z. We're back <laughs> to the Zs again. All right. And then. Uh, I'm the whiz. <laughs> Nobody beats me. Oh, wait. That's totally different. Yeah. References. We were talking about that earlier. <laughs> All right. So then, uh, 93. He accidentally shoots himself with a uh, 9mm handgun. And an off-duty cop drives him to the hospital. And this, I think, is what you were talking about. Is is that the story? This is what this is what I'm gonna tell you. All right, I want to hear this story. So this is a good story. If this is a story, I think it is. I like this story. There was a handgun around the. I don't know if it was at the Tin Man. I just happen to know they started in 1993. But there was a handgun, okay, left in the bleachers or something by a man who came to watch the football game at their school the day before. And so, 1:15 p.m., uh, he's horsing around, blaring the stereo. And he fires a bullet through his chest and then out the lower left corner of his window in his house. I guess he's in yeah, his house. Yeah, okay. I said he's in okay. Yep. But uh, Wayne calls 911, wheezing as he spoke, blood pouring out in front of the stereo. Shot like him through the lungs. It's like a whole scene right here. And the operator is pressing for details. He's like, "What? just tell me what's going on, what's happening. Wayne says, quote, you'll find out when you get here. And so that's like written on the official police report. He just wanted somebody to come there and help him. He accidentally yeah, he's calling 911. He shot himself in the in the chest, dicking around with a gun, shoots himself in the chest, and then calls the phone. Hey, hey, I need some help. They're like, hey, uh, what's going on? It's like, fuck, get here. You know, so he crawls to the front door, smearing blood all behind him throughout the house. Off-duty police officer Robert Hobbler hears the dispatcher on the 911 call. He's got, like, a scanner going, right? And so he gets to the building with another officer, and please, hey, open up. They don't hear anything. So please, you know, they're knocking on the door. So there's multiple police outside the door. Two. There's two cops. Okay. All right. And uh, one of them starts walking around the side. Finally, Wayne starts, he's like, help me, I'm shot. You know, they finally gets a, some communication. They find a shell casing next to him and a half-eaten hamburger. I don't know if he ate it before or after he called the cops, but. Uh, I'm going to go did we find out what brand of hamburger it was? <laughs> no, it just I I looked, but it was just hamburger. I hope it wasn't a Culver's hamburger. Here's the thing, though, it's too it's hamburger. Like I haven't eaten a hamburger in a long time. I'm a cheeseburger guy, but maybe that's a Midwestern thing. I eat hamburgers weekly. No cheese. Oh, I put cheese on them. That's a cheeseburger. That's not a hamburger. 
Oh, well, I'm going to have to disagree with you on this one. But I know. I, wow. Hamburgers and cheeseburgers. It's like. It's like, do you drive a, a, a GM car? Yeah. Well, what is it? A Chevy? Is it a Pontiac? Is it a Buick? No, it's all GM cars. No, because if I go to a burger place and I get a hamburger, there's not going to be cheese on there and I'm going to be mad. Well, a hamburger, a cheeseburger is a hamburger with cheese on it. Yes, it is. Yes. It's not a burger made of cheese. Okay. I'm, I'm not ordering a lot of burgers. I want cheese. Oh, I did have a hamburger. I will not go. All right. I'm just saying, I'm not spending 20 extra cents for a fucking slice of cheese at Burger King. No, I get a Whopper. Do you want cheese with that? No, I don't want cheese with that because you have to rip off. You get a Whopper without cheese. Every time. Do. Heavy all. I don't know if we can. All right, let's get back. No, heavy all. Whopper, heavy cheese. Or a heavy all. No cheese. (laughs) I'm not spending the money on the cheese. It's not worth it. You can't, when you put heavy all on it, you can't taste the cheese. Go ahead. All right. Thank you. So, So, one cop sneaking around the back, one cop knocking on the door. It, Wayne's like, help, help me, I'm me. shot. I'm shot, and please put this burger in the fridge. <laughs> put the other half of my burger in the fridge, please. Uh, Hobbler, the cop, off-duty cop's like, hey, how long for this ambulance to get here? And this is not what you want to hear. The dispatcher say, I'm sorry, we have no avail- ambulances available right now. Huh. And uh, so he continues, hey, we need an ambulance. And the dispatcher's like, I don't know what to tell you. We don't have an ambulance. Quote, take him to the hospital yourself. So, finally, his partner comes around the other side. He's like, oh, okay, you got him. Cool. He goes, quote, grab him and get the fuck out of here. So, Wayne's not doing good, man. I mean, like, he, Wheezy is wheezing and choking and coughing, and uh, he's almost dead. I, I don't want to turn this into a, a, a racial discussion, but I, I, I remember re- reading maybe a little bit about this story, um, and these were quotes from, from Little Wayne. He's... He's not a, he is a 100% not a racist dude. Oh, no. And he, no, he nope. is not. He'll speak out all. against that shit. Yeah, he is, a, he is against it. And right. one of the turning points in his life maybe was this story because it was a, it was a white dude that re- saved his life. It was a yeah, white police this, officer. This, yes. and, and they're still good friends today. I'm, okay, or I sure. think they're still, you know, at least on, like, Facebook. Yeah, um, I read the continued story. It was... Like, they don't have communication after this point, and Wayne makes it through the hospital and recovers and everything. And then one time, they're at a restaurant, and I believe there was a concert in that town, wherever this officer was. And um, I don't think the officer recognized him. They were just sitting there, and a guy comes over, and he goes, hey, little Wayne wants to talk to you. And he's like, who the hell is little Wayne? <laughs> and he goes over, and he goes, oh, that's the kid. He's like, good to see you're doing well. That's good for you, you know? Like, didn't recognize him or anything like that. And he's like, he's not really on my radar. I listen to, like, and this was the this was the thing he listed. I listened to like Metallica, ACDC, Nickelback. Oh, and, that uh, poor guy. Yeah, he's like not really reps, not really on my radar. But then, as we know, Little Wayne makes a, a rock album, and uh, the dude's like, "I'll check that one out." But yeah, you know, he said hey to him and thanks and all that stuff, but nothing crazy. Yeah. So, all so right. he loads him in the car, takes him to the hospital, and Bob's your uncle. Yeah, pretty much. Good. That's, yeah. Good. All right, as we mentioned before, 1996, he's 14. He drops out of school um, where he was an honor student. And uh, he's like, nope, I'm going to go do my musical career. So, oh, he is an honor student. Oh, yeah. Again, he's smart, man. The gifted program and everything. Yeah. We, you know. So uh, he starts his music career in 1996. He's 15. He joins a group called the Hot Boys. The, the Hot Bo- B-O-I-Z. B-O-I-Z. With Juvenile, B-G, and Turk. 
who he will all get in a feud with later. Uh, Wayne's the youngest one there at the time, which I thought was a weird way to put that in the article. Like someone's going to get younger than him while they're in the group <laughs> with him. But uh, 1999 comes out, Guerrilla Warfare, their first major label debut, reached number one on Billboard Top R&B Hip Hop Album Charts and number five on Billboard 200. So they come out blazing, dude. They're good. He's had a lot of top 100s. Yes. Yeah, I mean, he is, he's right up there. What, music? <laughs> oh, go ahead, Brian. And this is where, <laughs> this is where we sort of, you had mentioned your fandom of Little Wade, and basically, I'm the crime guy. Uh, he, gets, he does well. I mean, he has numerous top tens. He's on various cameos and features on many artists and albums all around rap and rock and young money and, like, all this stuff. Well, he, it's hard to compare. Um, it's hard to compare a different times in the music industry when you want to say compare today's artists to artists 40, 50 years ago. It, like, it's very hard to compare Babe Ruth to today's baseball players because everything's not the same. Okay. But we can definitely sort of talk about these things and put them into context where Lil Wayne, I think, we're talking Elvis Presley. If you haven't heard of him, Google it. Google it. Yeah, Google it. And, and Elvis Presley was a very, very huge, uh, everybody's heard of him in the world. We know Hip's that. too hot for TV. Right. But Lil Wayne surpassed Elvis. Kids are all, what the hell is TV? For top, I think it was for top 100 songs for a while. At one point, Lil Wayne was number one for top 100 songs. It was, it was a, one of these goofy little statistics that basically put Lil Wayne ahead of Elvis Presley in the annals of time i mean in the history book that's he impressive. beat elvis at something that's when that's it came down i think it was crazy i believe it was number of top 100 hits under his name now he's churning out music probably faster than elvis ever could with today's tech technology oh, yeah. and also with the way distribution works but you got to give it up he was he was doing well so we're here i mean little wayne is globally famous he's Known for writing, co-writing, featuring, producing. I mean, all these things that he he does. And uh, then we get into some crime. Right. I mean, he he was uh, he didn't start with crime. No. He, well, I mean, he was young, though. He did. I imagine he probably got himself into some trouble in uh, that 17th ward, right? I mean, it's 136% well, higher crime rate than anywhere else. You're going to be as get, a young he kid. He didn't get caught. Good <laughs> criminal. There you go. You yeah, know. He was a successful criminal. July 22nd, 2007, uh, Wayne is arrested in New York City after a show at the Beacon Theater. Uh, the NYPD discovered Wayne and another man smoking marijuana near a tour bus. When they took him into custody, they found a 45 caliber pistol near his person. Uh, it was actually in a bag, and the gun is registered to his manager. Ooh, marijuana. What, 2007? I don't know if New York City was that hip. <laughs> Come on, dude. I mean, so. All right. He's charged with criminal possession of a weapon and marijuana. October 22nd, 2009, Wayne pleads guilty to attempted criminal possession of a weapon. And uh, he's due for sentencing in February 2010. And he's expected to get, like, a one-year county jail sentence, right? So this is what I like. Wayne's attorney announces the sentencing will be delayed until May 2nd because of dental surgery. Dental surgery. I just like how a lawyer can just announce that the trial will be delayed. <laughs> I announce that my, my client is innocent. I decree, if he is or isn't, we're going to wait, and then we'll deal with this a little bit later. 
So, uh, but the dental surgery, I'm sure you've seen little Wayne. Oh, he's got, yeah. you can't go into jail with that, dude. People would be prying your teeth out while you sleep. Well, not if you're little Wayne. I bet you got a little bit of, you know, cachet out in the street. If he went to jail today, he'd probably, you know, get along pretty well in jail. He probably would. And dude, if you I mean, he wouldn't like it, like, I don't know what kind of criminal that's guess. I guess that's not a white collar criminal. I'm like, have you seen white collar jail? That stuff is easy that's like a dormitory in college listen the only jail i've seen is like the drunk tank okay i don't <laughs> i don't think that counts for anything it stinks like puke and n- nobody's happy never been to jail but i i can tell you some things about a holding cell so it's, maybe that's what it's not jail uh so anyway he gets his he gets his dental surgery on may 16th just for those who want to know that included eight root canals several implant replacements and the addition of uh new implants for the old ones he took out and work on his remaining teeth like the two he had. <laughs> All right, so he liked to go. Uh, he liked to go out to the store and get some candy every once. In a while. Uh, that or just platinum mouths don't hold up. Well, I mean, maybe he was like, "Screw it, just make my teeth shiny. I don't care. Give me some root canals if you got to put a you know two carat diamond in my front tooth, and you got to get down by the by the root. Grill that shit out. Put me a diamond in there. No, I've seen pictures of him. Cash money. Mouth- his mouth is metal, like the Terminator jaw. It's all just like silver and titanium, and you, you just can't take that in. He's committed to the image. He's like Jaws from James Bond. Like, <laughs> you can't have that. That's a weapon in prison. Well, I don't know. <laughs> how, how, how did one inmate kill the other? He bit him. He bit him. He bit him. Bit his penis off. Summary. All right, why do you have to go there, man? David Allen Coe. Uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> for those who <laughs> listen, call back. Yeah, for those who listened to previous episodes. Very nice. Very nice. Thank you. March 2nd, 2010, sentencing is postponed again. So uh, this time, the court reported a fire in the basement, so they had to put it off. The fire in the basement of the court? Yeah. The court called Little Wayne, and we're like, hey, uh, I know we were supposed to sentence you today, but there was a fire in the basement, and so <laughs> we're going to have to put this off like a, a couple of weeks <laughs> fire in the basement all right so uh that puts us that was march 2nd that puts us to march 10th so we got eight more days uh wayne is given a one given i love that wayne is given a one-year sentence at rikers island if somebody gave me that i would give it back to them take this i don't want i don't <laughs> want that no thank you you give that to somebody else rikers island where's rikers <laughs> island at rikers island is it's new york city's main jail and uh, it processes 100,000 detainees a year and has a daily population of about 10,000 people. And so it is a 413-acre island in the East River in New York between Queens and the Bronx. So it's not in the Caribbean? Uh, not at all. It actually, violence is on the rise. In 2013, voted number one of the top 10 worst correctional facilities in the United States. All right. Riker. So, Rikers Island, baby. Um, All right. That's legit. So, question. Sidebar. Sidebar. Best enterprise. Um, first officer? First officer. Ooh, I knew Riker was coming up. I mean, that's harder than the best captain. Yeah, I know. We had the enterprise with Rick James, and now we got Riker. Rikers Island. I mean. We're nerds of a different kind, aren't we? <laughs> Riker's pretty good. Uh, beard or no beard? fucking beard dude as a two dude bearded dudes we have to go you gotta with go with beard but all right i mean does he beat spock spock i don't think was officially a first officer he was a science officer who was the first no he was the first officer 
I guess. He was the science officer. He wore two hats. I don't think they had that position, I guess, maybe until the next generation. So maybe Riker is the first first. He had swagger. Name another first. Silence is not All good. Right. <laughs> All Moving right. on. All right. If anybody can name another first officer, please leave us some comments on our Twitter page. <laughs> oh, God. I hope Trekkies listen. Trekkers. I apologize. I hope Trekkers listen to our, uh, our show. Anyway, uh, so now we get to May 2010. He's two months in, and Wayne is found in possession of contraband. Guess what he had? Oh, weed. No. I don't know. I mean, MP3 player, a charger, and some headphones. Oh, that's contraband in jails? That is contraband in Rikers Island. That seems unfair. So that's May. In April, a friend on the outside publishes a website called Wheezy Thanks You, T-H-A-N-X. So we're moving up from the Z. <laughs> so much for the Z, man. We wore that out. Stay in school, kids. Uh, which publishes a letter, like handwritten letters by Little Wayne that describe daily life in jail, like working out, reading the Bible, and how much it sucks. Uh I don't want to skip ahead here, Brian, but you did mention the Bible. Oh, God. Are we, are we going to get to the, the, that part of his life? Honestly, no. I wasn't focused on that. Well, I mean. You want to hold off till the end? No, I just want to say that, you know, he is a, he's a proclaimed Roman Catholic. I was going to say that, yes. And he does, he does, he, he says he reads the Bible daily. And he is a, I mean, he accepts the Lord Jesus Christ as a Savior. He believes in God. He maybe there's a little bit of a, a, a angels and demons working in the sky a little bit. Could so be. it's it that's interesting. I find that interesting. There are a lot of our um, hip hop R and B rappers, if you will, that are um, rather religious, and well, he's yeah. one of them. I think he is one of them, and that's you know, I, I, I at least maybe he does have that moral compass. Church seems to be a really good um, training ground for a lot of musical artists. Like, because you have a lot of people singing, you've got the musical directors, people who can teach you in choirs, and so you can sort of train your voice. That's not surprising to me. Oh, honestly. I think a lot of our, our I, I think a lot of our um, folks, especially in the South, have attended church regularly on Sunday, and that, and that's not just on Sundays when they go to church. They go, it's all day thing. It's I a mean, whole. You're day. going to you're going to multiple services now. We know a little bit about the Catholic religion. Yes. Yes. We met in Catholic school. And so Background knowing us. that, you, you go for an hour and you're out. I mean, you know, you're looking at your watch going, all right, when, when can we get out of here? Yeah. Are we done yet? Um, Pass and, out and, the wafers and, 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 and Lil Wayne was a, uh, he was a Catholic. He, he is Catholic. a Catholic. Yeah. Yeah. That's what he, I, that did. There was like interesting facts. Probably about more devout than you. And so, oh, for sure. He goes to church more than I do. Probably more than me. <laughs> Sorry, mom. Uh, so, <laughs> November 4th, uh, 2010, Wayne's released after serving eight months of his year sentence. So he's out and good. And uh, pretty much he, he's done with jail there for me. He's done with Rikers. That Peace. was it. See ya. Eight okay. months. Rikers is hardcore, though, too, I think. I, yeah, as we talked about, it's one it's of the worst correctional places ever. So uh, now we get to October 5th, 2010, following a performance at Quest Arena in Boise, Idaho. Wayne is arrested on a felony fugitive charge after Georgia authorities accuse him of having a controlled substance. So Boise, Idaho? Yes. He has a fan base in Boise, Idaho? Well, uh, some enough to fill up the Quest uh, Arena, yeah. I don't know how big Quest Arena is. I should have looked that up. I didn't. Like, seat 600. Like, I don't... <laughs> I'm... I'm... <laughs> 
no offense to anybody in Boise, Idaho, but that's like where they train smoke jumpers. And that's the last little town you get to before you want to go north to the Snake River. Yeah. So yeah. The it's not, it, it's, the it's last a little bit. One, I mean, if there's a place that more Wonder Bread sold per capita, I don't know if it's anywhere <laughs> more than Boise, Idaho. I got you. All right. Understood. Shout out to Boise. Uh, let us know, Boise. So, um, yeah, he, apparently I think they're trying to pin, like, you traffic drugs across state lines. Oh, or they're just waiting until he gets to Boise, Idaho. Those fuckers are, like, waiting, you know, at the end of the Blues Brothers, where they're all, John Candy standing Stay outside, there stage, like, pointing at him, like, I'm going to take you to jail. Finish up your concert, buddy. Uh, yeah, no, the incident's later described as a mix-up, and the fugitive charges are dropped. So, just... A little payola. Just, yeah, just, you know... We don't know that. No, but as you listen to the rest of this, you're going to maybe assume some things, you know. So anyway, uh, that's October. Um, Remember back, I don't know if you remember, January 23rd, 2008, he got arrested outside of Yuma, Arizona by the Border Patrol. Um, That's another one that happened. The canine unit was searching their tour buses, and they found... 105 grams or 3.7 ounces of marijuana, 29 grams or an ounce of cocaine, Mm. uh, 41 grams or 1.4 ounces of ecstasy, and $22,000 in cash. Cash money. So cash money, baby. I don't think the cash is that big. Like, right? Why can't I just carry around 20 grand with me in a backpack if I want to? I think when you mix it in with copious amounts of drugs, there might be a connection that the Border Patrol down in Arizona could make. I'm going to assume that uh, he had probably some guns in his manager's bag again, too. But uh, Wayne is charged with four felonies, possession of narcotic drugs for sale, possession of dangerous drugs, misconduct involving weapons, and possession of drug paraphernalia. He really ran the gamut on that one. They're really trying to pin him on shit, man. Well, they got to, you know, cast a wide net here. From Georgia to Boise to freaking, I mean, now we're in Arizona. So, uh... Anyway, he posted $10,185 bond and is granted permission to travel outside the state and remain out of custody. So, get an important text there. They come through? I heard a little bit, yeah. Yeah, I am pretty important myself. You, you did have three cars one time. At one, at one time. At one time. <laughs> Combined value, almost $5,000. All right, so uh, May 6, 2008, Wayne goes back to Arizona and pleads not guilty to the charges. Um, we'll come back to that. <laughs> they come back to, what, the not, not guilty of the charges in Arizona? Yeah, because okay. then uh, in March 17, 2010, a bench warrant is issued for Little Wayne for not showing up for the final trial management conference, you know, for that thing. But if you do the timeline, see, that's why I, I wish I had a visual. Because he's already in Rikers Island at that point in time, so he can't make the final trial management conference. And so, you know, they're just like, yeah, but you're not here. So anyway, as part so of the- Do you think the, these different municipalities know these things about these people that are doing this and just are they're just fucking with them? They clearly didn't. Honestly, I don't think- the Arizona. left hand and the right hand and the middle hand don't talk to each other. Arizona's like, you're late for your trial, asshole. And he's like, I'm in jail I'm in, in New York. <laughs> I, would love, I would love to be there with you. You come get me, and I will go sit in whatever meeting you right want. Right now I'm serving mashed potatoes in the chow line. These teeth do not fit right. <laughs> so June 30th, 2010, as part of a plea deal, he gets 36 months probation. So 
he's good in Arizona. I think he's good in New York. He's good in Boise. He's good in Georgia. He's good. All right, he's good. He's good. All right. He was good. Um, well, he's making money, so he hires some lawyers to make sure he's right. He's good. Well, unfortunately, during that time, December 18th, 2009, Wayne and 11 others are detained at a border checkpoint in, I'm going to blow this name, in Texas. Paul Furias, Texas. Uh, Sounds after, French. Well, it looks Spanish. <laughs> I'm sure it's uh, French. After an unknown amount of marijuana was found in two of his tour buses. Unknown amount of marijuana. That right. sounds like from zero to a billion amounts. Right. And so there's that's going on. Um, now, that's pretty much a lot of his sort of dealings with the law for the most part in the 2000s. Uh, sounds a little... It sounds a little ticky-tacky. Yeah, it's a little back and forth because what happens is he keeps doing stuff while he's waiting for trials for other stuff. And and what I've learned by doing this show is that the court system in certain places moves really slow. And I don't think I, he's he's with people. I mean, there it's not just him on the bus. There's a bajillion people, but There's they're going to go after the two the, buses, the dude that owns the bus or whatever. I'm sure. Yeah, you're you're the guy with the face on the side of the bus. You and a. Get out here. What's going on? And if you're the, you know, the prosecuting attorney, you're going to go after the big fish. I would say. I mean, that, you're right. And, and, and I know we're doing a crime and music podcast here. Little Wayne's not the worst guy in the world. He's an interesting story. He's got some crimes. He's, he has some. That's about it. Quote, unquote, crimes. But, it, you know, he had some crimes. He's got an interesting story. And more or less, he has a, he has a nice little. Uh, story of run-ins with police. Good and bad. He's definitely got his street cred. Yeah. I mean, he's earned that yeah, straight he's, away. Yeah. Eight months in Rikers, man. I'd say I'd, I'd believe whatever you rap about. Sure. And he's good. You, I mean, he's interesting. He's very good. So, all right. Now, um, probably break time, right? You want to take a break? Yeah. What are you going to do in your break, Brian? I don't, I don't know. I'm going to travel. I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, you travel? Do you I'm going to travel. I'm going to edit this. Uh, all right, break time. So we agree, Little Wayne is a mega star. That's just where we're at. Okay, a mega, really big rap influencer. Really knows how to perform right. Do the whole gig like he's got it. Pulling, pulling down some money. Doing good. Yeah. So July twenty second, two thousand seven. Uh, Wayne's arrested in New York City after a show at the Beacon Theater. New York police discover Wayne and, quote, another man smoking marijuana near a tour bus. Ooh, the marijuana. <laughs> when, they took him in custody, uh, when they took him into custody, they found a forty caliber pistol near his person and later find out the gun was registered to his manager. And when I read the story, it was in, like, a bag sitting next to him, not on him or anything like that. That's, eh. Yeah, yeah, it's a little sketchy, isn't it? Yeah. So he's charged with criminal possession of a weapon and marijuana. So for this charge, on October 22nd, 2009, Little Wayne pleads guilty to attempted criminal possession of a weapon, and he's due for sentencing in February of 2010 and expected to get one year county jail sentence. We need to get a lawyer on the show because I need some of these things explained. Attempted criminal possession of a weapon. What does that even mean? That's what I was thinking. Yeah, it's it, a little gray. It sounds like a stretch again, you know? So, but I know a guy. We can get a lawyer on the now phone. Let's get a lawyer on the phone. Well, uh, 
while this is happening, January 23rd, 2008, Wayne, along with two others, are stopped and arrested outside of Yuma, Arizona by Border Patrol. Yuma, Arizona. Were they crossing the border? I think they might have been. I really, it's Border Patrol. It's well, a Border Patrol stop. I, I, I think the Border Patrol can basically, they got carte blanche. They can do whatever in the hell they want within like so many miles of any border, including where we're at right now. Long as, they, as Little Wayne and those guys didn't want to come pick some lettuce and put some people out of work, I think it's okay. No, I think the, I don't, they may not have been, the Border Patrol can be like, you, you're going with me now. Well, I didn't do anything. No, I'm Border Patrol and you're within this many miles of Mexico. Are these real officials or these aren't like these people who have like just black Jeeps and stuff who claim to be like. I don't think they're like La Garda security. <laughs> that's what's keeping the border safe. La Garda. La Garda's out there. P.S. The that's, that's, that's actually a name of a company here in our area. La Garda. Yeah. The that means the guards. <laughs> so unfortunately, the Border Patrol had a canine unit with them. And uh, the stupid dog found 105 grams or 3.7 ounces of marijuana, 29 grams or an ounce of cocaine, 41 grams or 1.4 ounces of ecstasy. Um, you ever done ecstasy? No. No, I haven't done that. Right. And $22,000 in cash. Apparently. <laughs> well, yeah. In case so, you need to go through the Burger King drive-thru later. Yeah, I, yes. You could afford that, that cheese. That's what the cash is for. <laughs> That's why they call it Cheddar. <laughs> Wayne's charged with four felonies on that particular stop. Possession of narcotic drugs for sale, possession of dangerous drugs, misconduct involving weapons, and possession of drug paraphernalia. He is not selling those drugs. No way, dude. <laughs> That's the thing. Those are for personal use. Uh, that is for me and my people. I mean, is it? can you do an ounce of Coke in a night? I don't know. Is that a thing? Depends how many bitches you got. I suppose. Well, he's little Wayne, so he posts $10,185 bond, and he's granted to permission to travel outside of the state and remain out of custody. So he's like, here's 10 G bars or whatever, and I'm going to go have my other my tour. $12,000 $12, back, please. Uh, you guys smoke all that weed, or <laughs> do I get that? <laughs> I paid for it twice now. Hey, listen, I got my, I got my pointers here from Willie. Uh, so May 6, 2008, he goes back to court in Arizona to plead not guilty to the charges. Um, and then uh, in July 24th, 2008, while we're still waiting for that stuff to come back, the Abco Music Incorporated files a suit against Little Wayne for copyright infringement and unfair competition for the song Playing With Fire. You know that one? I'd probably have to hear it. Yeah. yeah. That, well, Abco claims that it completely obviously derived from the Rolling Stone songs, Play With Fire. And so playing, playing With Fire is removed from the track list and replaced with the David Banner-produced track, Pussy Monster. I like that better. I, I figured you might. Is that anything to do with my pet monster? I think it's more like a cookie monster thing. <laughs> nom, 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 nom. Um, nom, 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 nom. <laughs> February 2009, production company... RMF files a $1.3 million lawsuit against Little Wayne because uh, they gave him $100,000 in advance to do three shows. And mm. then, coincidentally, all the shows were canceled by the artist. <laughs> so he just kept their hundred grand. It was like, see you. <laughs> I got friends like that. I mean, stuff's going on, right? He's, you know, he's got these court cases to go to and stuff. Things are happening. Uh, so October 2009, Little Wayne, Birdman, and Cash Money Records are sued for copyright infringement by a guy named Thomas... Marsiculo. 
And uh, he claims that they used his voice without his permission. He did some Italian-style spoken word uh, stuff for them in 2006. And allegedly, they ended up on other albums, like Father Like Son album and Birdman's Five Times Stunna, stuff like that. Like, So I guess they must have had like some old, old Italian spoken word. I couldn't find it when I was looking for it. All right, we're out to look at that in Pandora so, later. But, you know, anyway, uh, December 18th, 2009, Wayne and 11 others are detained at a border check again, and uh, but this time it's in Texas, in Falfurias, Texas. Falfurias. F-A-L-F-U-R-R-I-A-S. After an unknown amount of marijuana was found inside of two of his tour buses. Chillicothe, Ohio. Chillicothe. So, uh... Well, now, in okay, um, we remember before that Wayne was going to be sentenced and uh, he was supposed to go to court. His... Out, out in New York? Oh, God. Let me think about this. Okay, now we're at February 9th, 2010. You remember the gun and weed charge that he caught when he was out in New York City? Yeah, the first, the one of his first. And this little string he had here. Right. With yeah. the gun in the bag. That was his main Yeah, that, may, that was not even his. Right. Yes. He's, ex- he's supposed to be sentenced in February. Well, here we are. So now we get to the sentencing. Wayne's attorney announces that sentencing will be delayed until March 2nd due to ah, dental surgery. I decree. <laughs> my, 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 per- we, we are not doing that. I didn't know lawyers could do that. That's a good lawyer. Hey, judge. Yeah, we're not doing this today. We got some stuff to do. So he's, <laughs> he's got, got a, a little root canal. A dentist point. Well, speaking of that, yeah, it was he, he was supposed to have um, dental surgery, right? So he does on February 16th. For those dental fanatics out there, uh, little Wayne had eight root canals, several den- dental implants replaced, the addition of new dental implants, like probably diamonds, f- fake bone for taking the diamond out, and work on his remaining two teeth that he probably had. You know, the real winner in the whole entire story here in the Little Wayne uh, escapade is the dentist. Oh, that that, that, that dude is... Bank. <laughs> oh, yeah. Money in, money out. Money in, money out. Who do you think gave him the name Cash or <laughs> Young Money? Young Money. Yeah, I don't know. This young kid keeps showing up with bags of money, and he just wants diamonds and gold in his teeth. All right. I'll do that. I will do that. So he gets his uh, dental surgery, which postpones his court sentencing. Uh, now we're on March 2nd, 2010. Sentencing is postponed again. Because the court uh, called Little Wayne, and they're like, we had a fire in the basement, so we're going to not have court today. <laughs> you know the judges down there, like, smoking a bone. <laughs> I, oh, I wonder if Little, <laughs> just... wonder if little, Wayne, yeah, little Wayne's coming, man. Uh, here's to yeah. you. <laughs> little Wayne gave me that. Where do you think what all that sees drugs went to? <laughs> the basement of the courtroom. <laughs> right the basement of the court. So, anyway, uh, they delay it again, but he only gets eight days. So now March 10th, Little Wayne is sentenced for one year at Rikers Island. Rikers Island. That is in New York City. It's their main jail complex. For those who are not aware, it processes 100,000 detainees a year and has a daily population of about 10,000 people. And just because it's an island does not mean there's like cabana boys. No, it used to be not a nice place. It used to be a hundred acre island, but since more people keep committing crimes, they keep adding on to it. So now it's up to a 413 acre island in the East River, right between the neighborhoods of Queens and the Bronx. Ah, yeah, I, 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 I've seen it. It's big. 
mean, just like from the shore. No, <laughs> from the good part of the shore. Well, from the other side. I've never seen it. Honestly, yeah. I've never been through that area. But uh, bigger apparently is is more's not better because violence is on the rise. 2013, Rikers Island is voted uh, one of the top ten worst correctional facilities in the United States. I wonder who votes on that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hell of a question. It's probably not the inmates. That... I, I would think that too should vote you, on it. I would think you would have those vote on it, but probably not though, right? What's the worst? Mean... Folsom, Rikers. Yeah. So uh March seventeenth, two thousand and ten, a bench warrant is issued for little Wayne for not showing up for uh the final trial management conference. But it's because he's already in jail at Rikers Island serving a year on weapons charges. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna, you know, roll break out to go. <laughs> get a bench no take the bench horn yeah well just go get you know where he is go get it right <laughs> like isn't that how that works like if i'm a i guess it's not a bail bond i guess i it's just a see him warrant. like banging on the cell door yeah. i gotta go to another hearing like Let i'm late out. i'm late for my meeting guys guys uh guys guys uh so anyway all right dodging a bench warrant may 2010 he's two months into his stint at rikers uh wayne is found in possession of contraband he's got himself an mp3 player uh charger and some headphones. That's that is so gangster. In jail, that's probably oh, <laughs> they all like, wrapped in a condom or something or what the deal? Yeah, how did you get those in there too? Yeah. It's it's actually probably <laughs> good. Pretty small MP3 players. I was gonna say it said MP3 player. I didn't say like iPhone or <laughs> iPod One, <laughs> a Sony Discman. Uh, how'd you get the? I don't want to know. What's the old uh, cassette player? The old Walkman. Oh, the Walkman. <laughs> yeah, a Walkman. Yeah, a Walkman wrapped in a condom. <laughs> and the whole entire Genesis catalog. Oh. April 2010. You know I you tr- love Phil Collins. I try. I try. I like Peter Gabriel. I try. Um April 2010, a friend publishes a website called Wheezy Thanks You. T H A N X. Because they're hip. Step up from the Z. That's it is. It produces or produces, I'm sorry. It publishes letters written by Little Wayne when he's in prison, and it describes his daily life in jail, like working out and reading the Bible, and jail sucks. Yeah, he's a, he's a devout Catholic. He's a devout Roman Catholic. It said that in interesting facts on his Wikipedia page yep. about Little Wayne. Yeah, so. reads the Bible every day, or at least he's perused it once in a while. Reading is, is not bad for you, man, even if it's the Bible, I suppose. These, these rap guys, the more words you know, right? I Did mean, you say spose? Spose. Goddamn, motherfucker, I'm awesome. Is that what that means? <laughs> and different rappers. I am so out of my realm in this, dude. <laughs> you want to start talking about like some hippie shit? I'm on it. But in rock and roll hair bands, I was raised on that. But all rap, right, I want to hear out from all those Spose fans out there. Rap is my <laughs> rap is my giant blind spot, man. I'm trying. Send me some good rap recommendations. If you've never heard of Spose, I want you to go out and look that up. I'm gonna look Spose up. I will. Yeah, June 30th, awesome. 2010, part of a plea deal, gets 36 months probation. So, thirty six months. Yeah, thirty six months. Now this is, um, I think he's still in jail. So this must be from that case that he missed in Out Arizona. In Arizona, right? So that's a, that's a, that's tough. If you're in jail and you can't show up for your other thing, they're still hitting you hard with it. But it's just probation, so whatever. Right. right. So and his and his charges weren't all that bad. I can't believe he got so much time in jail for that New York thing. It was a year. I mean, well, okay. It's not that bad of a thing. 
He, he for a, my, I mean, my my opinion. He's sitting out back smoking a dube, and he had a well. He, had, he didn't even have a gun. I agree because that gun was registered to his manager, and it was a bag not in his. I don't care if he had his gun strapped to his waist and he's smoking a doobie. I don't think you can do that in New York. Well, apparently you can't without going to Rikers. I'm just saying that's not the worst thing in the world. No, that's true. I don't think we can lock everybody up for everything that's done wrong, and we have to draw the line somewhere. That's true. Well, anyway, don't worry about it because I have zero guns and zero weed, so whatever. Right. Oh, on you at all times. I don't carry guns with me. Probably good. No. All right. November fourth, two thousand and ten. Wayne gets out of Rikers after serving eight months of his year prison stint. So that seems I I that seems like a long time for just having a little weed and a gun. Yeah, I mean, what, I, I mean, he didn't even know. really have the gun. That's that's true. Maybe I, it was a vacation <laughs> for him. I'm. I, or, no, he did not like it. He he's like, I wouldn't wish prison or jail. It's not prison; it's jail. That's yeah, the other less thing than too. A year. Is right, it's, right? It's jail. So what that means is people serving short sentences. You know, oh, you get fourteen days, or Still oh, you're here for dudes. sixty days. So right. some real bad dudes. It's not, and there's not that much security there as much as a prison would have. You don't get your own cell. I'm sure he was sleeping in like a gymnasium with beds just strewn about. I mean, that dude, that's got to suck. It sounds like our eighth grade lock-in. It does sound like an eighth grade lock-in. Thanks, Mr. Cushman. I, he's probably dead, right? No, he's not dead. No. I, well, he was old then, he and I'm old less, now. He would So. Still mad at you. <laughs> me? No, Mr. Cushman. He made us oh. stay up all night because we wouldn't go to bed when they said to go to bed. And then he made us stay up in the YMCA, in the lobby. And stayed up all night, and we thought that was a great idea until about 3.30 in the morning, and we're all just like, where's my sleeping bag? I need a pillow. And he's looking at us like, nope, you little fuckers are going to stay up all night. I don't think you could do that now. I bet Mr. Cushman could. <laughs> well, yeah, Catholic school. You're, you sign a waiver that says you can do what you want to our kids. <laughs> so, all right. Anyway, he's out. That sounds bad. We, Wheezy's out. It's uh, he's out at the end of 2010. We get to the beginning of 2011. He gets into March. He's got a producer named Diesel Darius Harrison who's suing uh, Little Wayne and Cash Money Records over royalties. So he he must he did some work for him on some songs and they didn't pay him any royalties. Diesel didn't get paid. Diesel ain't getting paid. All right. Well, May comes around and Bangladesh sues Wheezy also because he ain't getting paid. The, the the country Bangladesh? No, it's a producer. Oh, music producer. So you got Diesel, you got Bangladesh, and then June comes around and you got producer David Kirkwood. And they failed to pay him what he estimates to be $1.5 million in royalties and songwriting. Kind of getting hit from a couple angles here. Oh, well, again in June, producer Play and Skills of Dallas, Texas files suit against him. They say they owe him $1 million uh, for Got Money, which sold apparently 2 million copies, which was a very popular song. Okay, so he's getting sued from all angles here. Uh, yeah, jail this was is good. For sam- sampling. And this now, is for sampling. I th- think so. Uh, well, no, because it's producing. So these guys make beats. You know, they're the guys who will make like the background track that he raps over. <laughs> right. Okay. And then he's like, um. So now, um, now we're in July, and Dundee Enterprises they file suit against Wheezy. He's a <laughs> he's a target. They're alleging that he stole the song Bedrock on We Are Young Money, and they're seeking damages of $15 million. Well, how much? $15, million. $15 Yeah, <laughs> so so far everybody's been hitting for like a mil, mil and a half. These dudes are in for a 15 mil. Fuck you. Where's yeah. my 15? No shit. 
So that's, I mean, that's the lawsuits. A lot of those, I don't know if there's some payola going on or settled if they won. Well, they just bring a, up as a, as a, as an avid rap connoisseur, <laughs> uh, I, I, I do hear a lot of different sampling, a lot of different beats that, you know, are coming from I, genres of music from 20, 30, 40 years ago. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know all the laws, but. I would be pissed if I was, say, the Rolling Stones and somebody 20 years later, 30, 40 years later was using, I, you know that's my song. Oh, for sure. I made for that sure. song up when I was young, and, I'm, and that came from my fingers and my brain, and now you're here making more money than I ever did on that song. I want a taste. I want a taste. Yeah, and there's got to be some pride, too, because you are the creator of that. Right. I mean, you know. That was the thing that sort of frustrated me and why rap was kind of the hole in my game because I grew up playing musical instruments. I played half a dozen musical instruments, and when I saw rap coming out, it's like, you didn't do anything. You stole this from a great music. But hold on now. Hold on. I see you here. Now, the thing that someone told me was access to resources. That's, that's pretty it, you know, because like, if you're from a lower income or a lower economical strata and you don't have access to trumpets and drums and violins and saxophones and guitars you got these old records that people have and you can make music with the old records then that's cool too but like you said now there's a legal liability of people who created that and then with music specifically which is a whole weird genre why we don't play music on this show is because my lawyer's like you can't because other people own the rights who are even if you get permission from the creator and you're opening yourself up oh dude bullshit all the time yeah so, so i mean I, I, I think that there's some older musicians out there that have a point where like, hey, that's my shit. That's my song. But the younger musicians that are, quote unquote, sampling this stuff can look at them and go, dude, if I didn't bring this back, you would be, you're, right. you'd be nothing. It Nobody gets, would heard, uh, heard your name. So there, I, I, I hope that there's a lot of good stories out there that we'll never talk about on this station. We'll never no. hear about that are like, hey, you use my music? Yes, you did. Here's a couple bucks let's you know come to an understanding and bring agreement. it back around and 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 you can make people that had been out of the game for long periods of time decades relevant more again. relevant yes, yes exactly a second life for all your old tunes get a and second don't, paycheck and 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 try not to get greedy but the thing is is like we ah that's the, that's the artist thing right like is it good enough do i want people associating this crap with what my song was originally and all that sort of stuff you know so, because a lot of times in rap, they'll just take like the hook and the backbeat. They don't really care about your words. They don't want your chorus. No, they want that. They want that little tiny, the music. little tiny two second beat. Right. And everybody can within two seconds, three seconds, know that that's your song. They know that song. It's already been ingrained in their heads since they were zero years old. So, yeah, Lil Wayne was. Not paying people uh, apparently royalties, and a lot of people came after. They might want a little bit of a taste of it, just a bit. Uh, Yeah, people do want success. People will leach onto that man or try and take a piece of you. But there was something interesting that you said. As a artist, there were probably a lot of those guys who were, "Hey, I don't. It's not the money." Oh, you said the Rolling Stones. About the money, but right. If I'm one, if I'm in the Rolling Stones, and they're like, "Hey, man, they're gonna make you another." three million bucks you're like who cares uh, yeah throw it on the pile scrooge like, yeah but at least like if the song uh, sucks, admit this is my sound well you know yeah true give him credit yeah but. a little credit so that pretty much wraps up little wayne dun, he dips dun, out dun, of the dun, news dun, dun, dun. 
Dun dun. Every episode, it's no, it's completely different. It's completely different, guys. So that I mean, he's good, right? That was 2011. He gets into music, does some stuff. He stays out of the out of the the wanted papers, I guess. Well, a fun thing about our subject today is that he's still produce. He's still making this stuff. He's he's not washed up. He's relevant, doing stuff today. He got in young and. Maybe we'll do a part two on this guy here in twenty years from now. Oh yeah, we'll always follow up. So and 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 <laughs> I, I like that we actually found a subject that at least one of us is a fan of. Oh yeah, that's I mean, I, you're not a big Rick James fan. Not now, David no. Allen Coe. No, not much. No, I don't think you were a fan of 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 Wheezy. Not really. No, Young Money. No, no, not on my radar, but I'm glad you like them. But, but I, I mean, think that maybe you'll hear his stuff and maybe pop it on. It's different put it, now. Yeah. When get I hear a, get any, a station, start playing it on your iPhone. When I hear any of these artists now, it's different because of what I know. I'm like, oh, ah, you know, you're like, you have, you, I don't know. You vacillate back and forth. Like I mean, He's not an angel, but he's not a demon. Yeah. No, he hasn't burnt anybody on the ass right, with a crack pipe right. well, that we know of yet. Let me, let me, let me think what you like this. The last thing I found on Wheezy is June 2016. He's on the Sunset Strip in California at the Hyde Nightclub at a BET Music Awards after party. And uh, a guard working the door, I'm assuming, door guy, felt physically threatened but was trying to do his job when Wayne closed fist punches him in the face and yelled, fuck you white boy. And now the guards claiming it makes that, that with that last part, it makes it a hate crime. So hate crime trying to sue Wheezy on a hate crime. I bet he wouldn't be suing Wheezy if he was poor. <laughs> I mean, right. Well, yeah. Blood from a stone. So that's the last thing I got. Um, there's obviously a ton more on little Wayne. I have a card here with feuds, and it only has, like, one, <laughs> one feud, and I just stopped. Just like, why am I doing this? It, well, here, I'll give you the example, guys. Well, not even the example. This is, this is my feud card. Uh, 2002, Wayne and former Hot Boys member Juvenile get into it when uh, Little Wayne names his second studio album 500 Degrees. It's a problem because Juvenile's album was called 400 Degrees. <laughs> He threw a them. Right. He threw a them. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> you don't know what 301 is? I, I don't. That's like when one guy's telling a story and, and, and the other guy comes up. I got a way better story than that. I hate that shit. It, yeah, you 301 them. It's a bowling term. So oh. I, bowl, I bowl the 300, which is perfect at, score. Yeah, I bowl the 301. I got to be a 301. 301 them. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, then Juvenile puts out a track dissing Wayne, like questioning his sexuality and saying he's like a fake gangster and stuff like that. And then uh, there was an album called uh, 600 Degrees that came out. And then Wayne releases a tribute, though. He pulls, he pulls what I call the swerve, like, like pro wrestling Vince McMahon when you give them what they want, but never what they expect. I love that quote. And so what you think is going to happen, Wayne releases a tribute album to the Hot Boys called I Miss My Dogs. So instead of like taking another shot, he's like, oh, you know what, man? A little hug. I, I miss you guys. Why can't we be I friends? Love you. But then Juvenile's like, fuck that. This I is some you. bullshit. I love you. Give daddy a hug. Give daddy a <laughs> hug. No. So, and then I got to that part and I'm like, what am I doing? I, why? And the, he gets into feuds with Jay Z, gets into feuds with a guy named Turk. He gets into feuds with BG of, of the BGs. Like, you oh know, my gosh. And, and all- I, I, it sounds like something that my, my, <laughs> 
13-year-old daughter's dealing with at school like, right see, now. right, so... I don't like her. Uh, whatever. Welcome he to makes crime. pretty good music. <laughs> it's fun. It's crime and music, and so I wanted to focus on the crime and not even so much the music, because he's such a musical star. We could have talked about records and features and albums all day. Um, I'll leave you with this. He does have a quote from former President Barack Obama at an election speech. Um, he was at an election campaign speech in Georgia. He was then Senator Obama said... And his whole idea was he's trying to make the, he's building up to a point like there's no shortcuts um, for hard work. There's no easy ways to get things Barack done. Barack Obama was saying this. Yes. In his little, in his speech. Right, in his, in his, in his election speech in Georgia. And finally he goes, <clears throat> quote, you're probably not that good of a rapper. Maybe you are the next little Wayne, but probably not. In which case you need to stay in school. I don't know. How would you take that of your little Wayne? Like, I apparently Obama thinks I'm a pretty good rapper. He comes up hey, again. You're a pretty good rapper, but you're kind of a dipshit. No, Obama brought him. There's another thing with him and Obama where yeah, they're like, yeah. what's on his iPod? And he's like, I got some of this. I got this. And little Wayne. I'll check out little Wayne. That sounds good. And so there, There's a few connections with Barack Obama and little Wayne, I think, out there. Yeah. yeah. They were they, they, they were buddies. Little Wayne. I, I mean, it may, didn't, not from like, you know, they didn't both grow up in New Orleans. No, no, no. They were just, you know, respectful of one another's societal uh, position, I yeah, guess. Yeah, they were good. They, so. they, they got along well. But that's Lil Wayne. Cool, rapper. I had fun with Lil Wayne. I, I like Lil Wayne. That was different. I, I, I didn't mind it so much. It wasn't so, like, violent and creepy. It was just like, hey, he smokes some weed, does some coke, drives around on a tour bus. Like, you know? At the end of this, I don't feel like he was evil. No, I do not get no. the, I'm not no. going to listen to Lil Wayne songs negatively like I do some other stuff. Like, I heard Super Freak the other day when I was working and i'm like uh, like you are a super freak you creepy asshole bad, dude uh, if you haven't listened to rick james it's a hell of a story man but uh little wayne is much i like i i, I can still hang out with little wayne you know i give him a fist bump in, like well, my lamey white rick guy james way kind of dead but right yeah no right uh, little wayne right. i don't i don't feel like he's a bad dude still fits our profile for you know our crime the, uh, crime, crime, yeah, crime and music, and music. yeah he had he had he had some of that. He may still have some more of that coming up. That's, He's probably got net in a lot of the cases in his genre of music le- leads. You know, it gives him a little bit more street cred. Oh, his street cred is hard earned, man. I think he's legit. That that stint in Rikers, you're not. That's jail, man, for eight months. God. Yeah, and that. And that part where he shot himself in the chest. Shot himself in the chest. Didn't I, wait for I, anybody I, else to shoot him. Did it himself. I'm going to go back and look at that. I mean, for right now, I'm going to believe everything you said because you did the research. I heard a different story. I, I don't know if we should even talk about this, but I heard that there was a plethora of police. Is that a plethora of police? Plethora of police. <laughs> like Did you say I have a plethora? And, and there were many different um, black police officers that came through the house, and it was the white police officer that stopped to help him. I've heard that narrative also. I, I, and, and, I, and I don't know if this was the actual story or maybe a story from him or maybe it was just, you know, that old telephone game where everybody adds a little adds something a to the story. Yeah. But when I heard this story a long time ago and, and he, was, he was sitting there dying on the ground and people were rushing past him right. thinking this is a terrible you know, crime scene. Right. I'm sure those officers were trying to make sure everyone was safe, including themselves, and locking down the situation before they started taking care of the people bl- bloody in the ground. Yeah, but, there was a gunshot in the building. But at the end of the day, he was the one that was bloody on the ground, and it wasn't those four or five other police officers came through. It was this pasty-faced white dude that 
saved his life. Yeah. And 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 took him to the hospital. So um it's nice to every once in a while hear that there are racial barriers that are broken down in this sort of a genre of rap because there is a lot of hate when it comes to racial divide. True. And it doesn't sound like he's one of these guys. I like that. I like that. I'm a white dude. I like listening to a lot of the hip hop and the, you know, fun urban music. I it, Weezy, he's he's one of my favorites. Um and when I hear stuff like this from him, I, I it helps me respect him even more. If you'd like to hear more stories of crime and music, please hit us up and let us know. You can find us on Twitter at Crime and Music or talk to me directly at BrianJKinsley.com. Don't forget to leave us a review at iTunes. That would be super, super helpful, positive or negative. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. Just take the second at iTunes. And if you want to support us further, if you go to Patreon.com slash Crime and Music, become a monthly subscriber. That would help us out immensely. It would allow us to continue to bring you shows and topics and improve and get better. So for everybody here, myself, uh, had a great time, and we'll see you next time. Adios, amigos. not that good of a rapper maybe you're the next little wayne but probably not in which case you need to stay in school It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.